Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. So great to have you plugging in for yet another episode on this Monday, the 10th of October, 2022. Trust you've had a phenomenal weekend, and also I trust you've had a phenomenal week. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, you've probably worked out that I haven't recorded one uh, for over a week now, and uh, no real excuse other than been absolutely flat out doing workshops, facilitations, coaching, and uh, just had a nice long weekend as well away with the family. So it was been been a phenomenal week. Lots and lots of opportunities, lots and lots of uh, great people to work with, uh, lots of challenging conversations, and uh, all things are good. So we're back, and uh, no episode would be complete without, of course, a call to action up front, and that is if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast. First question is why not? Um, you know, just do yourself a favor and do your team a favor and plug in to the podcast. Listen to some Aussie guy talk about sales and sales leadership, and hopefully help you become an exceptional sales leader in the process. And of course, if you could rate the show as well, that would be greatly appreciated because it does make it a lot easier for others, just like you, to be able to more readily and more easily find the podcast, particularly on the Apple platform. I have absolutely no idea how the algorithms work. I'm sure there are people out there that are much more qualified than I that understand that, but I don't, other than if you uh, keep recording podcasts and if you keep putting stuff out there and if you keep getting ratings, uh, apparently it becomes more visible. So um, yeah, there you go. So if you can rate that show, that'll be awesome and uh, greatly appreciated. Now, one of the things that came out last week in one of the workshops was I was was talking to a few leaders and what became really clear is these leaders don't have the same background. They didn't go to the same sort of uh, school, certainly didn't have the same education, but all of them have found themselves in a leadership position in the same organization. And one of the greatest things I love about sales and sales leadership is just that, and that is the fact that there's no required or no specific background that will guarantee success. I've seen really, really technical people become extraordinary salespeople, and I've also seen very non-technical people also become great salespeople. There's extroverted people, there's introverted people, there's young, there's old, there's male, there's female, it doesn't actually matter. In fact, I've seen people from all walks of life with all kinds of different backgrounds, all kinds of different perspectives, and all certainly all kinds of different experiences become successful in sales, and many have gone on to become very, very successful leaders and sales leaders in their own right. And one of the, one of the comments that came out of one of the sessions last week was around this, and that is, does leaders, do leaders in particular industries, do leaders who are in sales, do they have to have specific experiences? Do they have to have specific attributes? And for all intents and purposes, you're going to have a lot of education, you can have a lot of knowledge, but there's a lot of other attributes that go into becoming a great sales leader and a great leader per se. And it's not going to necessarily be based on what university you went to or what school you went to or what suburb you were brought up in or whether your father or your mother were a leader before you. It's a whole host of people around the world who've become fantastic leaders because of some of the attributes they have acquired along the way, the experiences and the perspectives that they've generated, 
and of course the aptitude that they've actually developed as well so they're actually a great leader today and a, and a great leader of people and first and foremost they do not make it about themselves it's always about their people and when you talk to them you actually that that comes across really really strongly but if you actually delve a little bit further and a little bit deeper you'll find that a lot of them have something in common and that is even though they might from the outside at least appear successful and they may have the track record and for all intents and purposes they're delivering great results and those results are sustainable they've got a really highly engaged team there's often a uh, an element that's common amongst all of these people that can often strike and sometimes at the height of the success and often when they least expect it and it's a thing called imposter syndrome and what's fascinating about this is it is it afflicts so many People. From the outside in, these people look highly successful, but from the inside out, they're having this almost like this war they're waging against themselves, thinking that I'm actually not as good as perhaps I'm giving the impression to others that I am, or I'm not as worthy of this role as perhaps others might believe I am. And so there's, there's this affliction that happens within ourselves that leads us to believe that, you know what, we're not actually worthy of this particular position. We've kind of lucked into it, or we just happen to be the person who was standing at that particular time and therefore we were given this opportunity, the thing we have to understand is we are not an imposter. Now, when you think about what imposter syndrome is, it's actually defined as the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Now, there's a big difference here between imposter syndrome and humility. And I know a lot of leaders who are very, very humble, but they also know deep, deep, deep down inside of them that they are worthy of the position that they hold. They're really uh, happy with what they're doing and they're in alignment with all of their values and all of their beliefs. So imposter syndrome is not necessarily uh, as big of a challenge as perhaps it might be for others, but that's not to say it doesn't every now and then uh, ever so slightly rear its ugly head and it happens all the time you even talk to very very successful business people very very highly successful sports people and there's this little thing in the back of their head that every now and then just thinks you know what you can't do this or you're not good enough and it's it's the imposter it's the imposter syndrome coming to the surface now one of the things we need to get really clear on is none of us are perfect we are all a work in progress now with that, we are going to make mistakes. Things are not necessarily going to go right. Things are not going to go according to plan. And guess what? You may actually get criticized. But that doesn't mean that you're not worthy of the position you hold and certainly not worthy of the responsibility that comes with that uh, position that you hold. And I'm not sure about you, but I've never yet, never yet met the perfect, perfect leader or the perfect person. So if anybody's critical of you, anybody's uh, criticizing what you're doing, they're criticizing your thought process, you're critis they're criticizing your beliefs, your values, the way you go about it as a leader, then take it as feedback, but also ask the question, is this person actually giving me this feedback based on helping me? Or are they actually looking at potentially trying to compare themselves to me so they can make themselves feel better because perhaps I'm doing things a little bit differently and they don't want to actually necessarily get out of that comfort zone, which is, which is a big, big challenge for many, many people. So if we are 100% honest with ourselves, we have all felt a little bit like an imposter at some stage in our career and certainly in our in a sales leadership career, especially when we compare ourselves to others. Now, I talk about this all the time, that the only person we should be comparing ourselves to is really the person that stares back at us in the mirror but based on society and the way the information is presented to us, uh, we are literally being conditioned and brainwashed every single day to compare ourselves with other 
people. You just have to open your social media feed, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, and particularly now LinkedIn is starting to do this as well. Uh, it's very, very easy to compare ourselves to other people, and it's also very easy to feel uh, not as worthy when you see some other people, particularly in your industry, and if they're doing a very similar role to you, if they appear to be significantly more successful, quote-unquote, than you. So we need to be really, really conscious of this, and this is why, as leaders in particular, we've got to continue to work on ourselves every single day. Look at things that are working, look at things that are not working, but understand that we are all a work in progress and that we'll never, ever arrive. But if we find ourselves comparing ourselves to other people, by all means, let yourself do that, but also think a little bit more deeply than that. Instead of comparing ourselves with somebody else, because that can lead to uh, a little bit of a feeling of inferiority, for example, uh, how about we start thinking about, I'm going to compare myself to this person in terms of the strategies they implement and see whether the strategies they're implementing is the same as what I'm implementing and if the results are different or the same. If they're different, Chances are they might be doing something differently. Therefore, I can actually model them and that's where I'm going to start to compare myself. I'm not going to compare myself to them in terms of their results. I might compare myself to them in relation to their work ethic or particularly the strategy that they implement. But we've got to be really conscious of not playing the comparison game because this can lead to over-preparing. It can lead to us making excuses. It can lead to us seeking to be perfect and ultimately... It can result in us looking to apportion blame for the fact that we are not where we want to be or where we think we should be or where perhaps others think we should be. And at the end of the day, it can cause all sorts of things, including anxiety, depression, not to mention some sort of physical affliction if we don't take care of it. So we've got to remember this. And this is the core, the core purpose of this particular podcast today as we begin the brand new week. You are not an imposter. In fact, you were created to be the person that you are today, and everything happens for a reason. Yes, it is true that we are a product of our environment. We are a product of who we keep our who we keep company, and uh, or a whole host of other things. But essentially, we are an original. The danger is, and this is the conversation that I had this last week. The danger is we actually look at other people who perhaps have a little bit more uh, experience than us, or they're a little bit more advanced than us. And we think we have to be like them. We do not have to be like them. We just have to be as good as we can possibly be. So be genuine, be authentic, and be the real you. You don't have to pretend to be anybody who you are not. And also think about, because many people I have a conversation with, they were unsure as to why they were given this position. In other words, they were minimizing their capabilities. They were playing down the fact that they actually worked their butts off and the fact that they deserve to be in the position they were given. And I heard language such as, oh, I was just lucky. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. That is absolute rubbish. You are 100% deserve to be in the position that you have right now. And so your challenge and also your opportunity is to embrace that and to accept that. Now, if that means you have to have a lot of conversations with yourself to remind you yourself that you're 100% deserve to be in this position, then so be it. Because unfortunately, one of the one of the nuances of uh, being a human being is we are almost hardwired to believe the negative. So when things happen that are positive, when we're actually given a position that we deserve and that position happens to be a leadership position, it's very easy for us to dispel that, play down that and think, oh, we don't deserve this when in fact we do 100% deserve to be in that position. So be really, really conscious of your self-talk. And as I said before also, be really conscious also of comparing yourself to other people. And the only person we should be comparing ourselves to is that person who is staring back at us in the mirror. And when you do that, also be very conscious of the self-talk and the conversation that you're having with yourself and make sure that it is tilted towards the positive. 
Also understand that you will not always get things right, but you will always focus on doing the right thing. Now, I spoke a lot about this to a number of groups last week, and many people had come from backgrounds where they're in an environment where mistakes were frowned upon, and hence, they'd almost been conditioned to be very, very risk-averse. And they were tiptoeing around the edges. They were literally stepping on eggshells, being very conscious of not saying the wrong thing or not doing the wrong thing, for fear of what the retribution may have been. As leaders, we need to understand this, and that is, what is your clear intention? What is your pure intention? If your intention is to help, if your intention is to serve, and you're really clear on what you stand for and what the values are that you're going to run by, but also the standards of behavior you're going to have yourself kept to account to and around, but also really clear on what the standards of behaviors you expect from your team, then you'll always focus on doing the right thing rather than focusing on getting things right because it's not about doing things right it's about doing the right thing which means that you're going to make mistakes and if we're not making mistakes then we're not actually moving beyond our comfort zone and one of the things i spoke about to a group of leaders last week was just embracing the fact that you know what the world is not perfect in order to move forward in order to embrace embrace a whole new whole new world for some you've got to actually understand what you know right now but also what you don't know and recognize and try to identify where your comfort zone is and look for opportunities every single day to step outside of your comfort zone, which means you're going to have to make mistakes. You're going to have to embrace it as long as you can learn from them and don't repeat them. And as long as those mistakes don't cost a bucket load of money and they don't put somebody's health and safety in jeopardy, then what's the worst thing that can happen? What will happen is you'll get a lesson. It's going to work or it's going to not work. And when it doesn't work, what the lesson is, is what determines what you're going to do next and hopefully turn that mistake into a lesson where it turns into a positive reinforcing behavior or a positive result the next time you do it. The big one we talked about last week is be the example of excellence you would like to see play out in your team because your team are always watching. Now, I say this all the time. Your team are watching you like a hawk. They're watching for what you're doing. They're also watching for you what you're not doing. And added to that, They're listening intently on what you are saying, but also trying to read between the lines and think, is there anything that you're not saying we should be conscious of? And so really important for us as leaders to actually understand what is the example I want to be setting for my team and how can I go about setting that example without necessarily having to verbalize what that example is. And if you had a camera crew following you around and not having a microphone, what should be able to happen is people should be able to see the vision of you doing what you do on a daily basis and be able to identify what are some of the attributes, what are some of the behaviors, and in some cases, what are some of the values that you're living out because they can see it. It is demonstrable. So be the example of excellence you want to see in your team and do that always. The other thing to be conscious of is always ensure that you have a coach or a mentor to speak with who can help you work through your thoughts and your emotions. I've got to say that sometimes leadership is a very, very lonely place particularly if you're working in an environment which is quite competitive. And there's a lot of environments where sales leaders in particular, the organization wants some internal competitive tension created, which often makes it really, really difficult for peer leaders to actually have a conversation with each other. And in in many cases, to confide in each other, maybe some of the things they're thinking or some of the things they're feeling, or maybe uh, some of the weaknesses they believe they've identified. So you've got to find a coach, you've got to find a mentor. Now, whether that's a buddy, somebody who you really trust, or whether you go out and hire a coach or a mentor to be that accountability buddy, then please do that because it'll help you build the muscle of leadership ever so strongly and it'll help you provide that platform 
for sustainable growth and sustainable leadership capabilities. The coach and the mentor is also a critical, critical person to have in your corner when you get knocked down because you will get knocked down. And if you're not getting knocked down, if you're not getting battered and bruised, you're not actually scraping your knees and chipping your teeth and getting a bloody nose, we're not trying hard enough. So we've got to step out of that comfort zone and lead from the front. And as the great Les Brown says, whenever you get knocked down, make sure you land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. And if you can get up, you can get going. Such, such amazing words of wisdom from a very, very wise man indeed. So as we begin this week, be the example of excellence. Be the model of excellence you want to see in your team and recognize that you are not an imposter. You are not incapable. In fact, the language has to completely change that I am worthy. I am in this position for a specific reason and I am on a mission to make some significant changes, not just in my environment, but in the environment that in my team, but also the environment of my business and in some cases, the environment that my industry sits in. So if you can do that, and continue to push forward, understanding there's going to be some obstacles, understanding there's going to be some people who disagree with you. But irrespective of that, I'm going to put my one foot in front of the other. I'm going to embrace change. I'm going to embrace challenges. I'm going to also embrace the opportunity because if I continue to move forward, if I continue to have the conversation with myself and I believe that I'm not an imposter, amazing things are going to happen, not just to your own personal environment, but also to the environment you operate in and certainly to the impact you're going to have on your team. So as we wrap up this episode, just remember that you are not an imposter. And of course, when you are ready to work together, when you're ready to take your leadership to an exceptional level and maybe, just maybe, work through perhaps some challenges around the imposter syndrome, hey, I'd love to have a conversation with you and potentially help you become an exceptional sales leader over the next 90 plus days. To do that, let's go and have a conversation. Two ways to do it. One, go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, jump on Zoom and have a conversation or just send me a text message. My, my mobile number is 0412 Particularly for those in Australia, that is the direct number. For those in overseas, you'd like to have a conversation, just put a plus 61 in front of that. Remove the zero so it becomes plus 61 412 Very much look forward to having that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com And let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.